proudest day, and the proudest time, and the, the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still pick to that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, episode 33. Uh, once again, Connor, you're very welcome along. Kevin, thank you. Always my favourite time of the week to talk rallying so i'm delighted to be here as usual yeah it's always good now to talk with us for sure for sure um in this episode we'll look at the penultimate round of the brc the the, the track road rally um we'll also look at bolton glass mini stages and uh, we'll look ahead then to deja vu and rally new zealand and uh, we'll catch up with in this episode is ocean price the brc champion um arthur cairns and connor mohan also uh british champions uh, Paddy McCrudden co-driving for Ryan Loughran there at the weekend in Bolton Glass. And then, you know, dream come true moment that the, I can't say, that, I don't know what to say. We spoke, caught up with the McHale family, Austin, Gareth and Arne, but more than that after a few minutes. Um, just wanted to make a special award, uh, uh, we didn't get a chance to catch up and was Michael McDade and Dick and Casey, who won the historics in the, what called BRTDA, uh, and the track rod, the, the, that part of it as well too. So they're looking, you know, a secure podium anyway, at the very least in the championship. So that has to be something that we'll be definitely covering before the end of the year. Um, but Connor, the BRC, um, what it likes in uh, quality or quantity, it more than makes up for in quality. Ah, listen, uh, that was that was a phenomenal drive by Austin Price. Uh, you know, and and Keith and and Mikey, you know. Close, but just just not close enough, unfortunately. Oshin was on it from the get-go in the dark on the Dolby stage and overshoot for for um what do you call it? For for Keith just meant, you know, there he wasn't able to pull it back. Like at the finish there was 20 seconds in it, mm-hmm. you know, which is nothing. Yeah. But at the same time, it was enough that Oshin was comfortable. Yeah. And look, you know, it just shows you the, the level of that a spin can decide a rally, you know, and that you know, can you might like 20 years ago, a spin was, you know, you could nearly make up that, make that up in two or three stages. So, like, it's, uh, it's just how on a knife edge the whole thing is. Uh, like, as much as we're really disappointed for uh, Keith and Mikey not getting the championship, it's fantastic to see uh, Oshin and Noel claiming the title. Like, many times Oshin's been second now at this stage, you know. So. That's it. Oshin's been runner up three times, you know, and again, yeah, it's funny, you know, from from our side looking. There, there's Noel and Mikey growing up together and and fighting it out, you know, across the water for for the championship. It's been great to watch. You know, I'm delighted for the two of them. Yeah. They've had a great year. Yeah, like you know, it's it's fantastic. It really is. So I think without further ado, we'll we'll catch up with Ocean that you spoke to earlier there and get his thoughts on it all. So Ocean Price, 2022 British Rally Champion. How does it sound? Yeah, pretty amazing, to be honest. And uh, as I keep telling a lot of people, it hasn't really sunk in yet, really. Um, it sounds nice when you have people coming up to and, you know, even in work, you know, back to work on Monday and people say, oh, how are you, champ? And, you know, British ta- British champion. It's 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 a bit surreal, to be honest. And I think that's the best word I can 
used to describe it. And yeah, I think it'll be a long time sinking in. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've had a really strong championship this year, but I suppose maybe on the second round, Jim Clark, where you were disqualified. I, I wonder that, did you have a bit of a, uh oh moment, you know, this isn't going so well, or was it early enough in the championship that it wasn't a concern? Yeah, I think initially, you know, we'd, we'd had such a great start, you know, won the first round and then going into that, um, you know, it started well, obviously, and it didn't quite go to plan. But like I said before in the past, you know, I think by the time I'd got home um, from the rally that weekend, I'd forgotten about it and I was already thinking about the next event. And yeah, I suppose you could say it was very fortunate that it was early in the season. Um, but actually, when you look at the drop scores, it actually did us a favour as well um, to, to help us wrap the championship up uh, around early. Um, so, you know, every cloud has a silver lining and all that. But um wasn't wasn't easy at the time. But looking back, you know, it's part of the season and it is what it is. Yeah. And as I say, it was a fairly solid season. I'm right in thinking out of five rounds, you won four and were second on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We've had four wins this year. Um, you know, it's a dream, really. Um, and we've won against the best, you know, all, all credit to Keith, you know, he's second this year in a championship, but he's, he's not four times champion for no reason, you know, um, him and Mikey have just been a great sport all year. Uh, you know, we've been lo- loved to be sort of having the banter between stages and, you know, we, we've been up against the, the best crew really. So, you know, to, to take that fight to them, it's been pretty special and, uh, you know, gives us a lot of credibility and a lot of confidence going forward. Yeah, and interesting too, you know, Noel and, and Mikey went to school together and there they are fighting it out in the British round, you know, world, or in the British Championship. You know, it's funny how two guys from a small place end up, you know, on, on the on the, on the the British stage. Yeah, it's great for them. I mean, obviously, unfortunately, there has to be one of them that has to have the upset party. Um, but, you know, they're so such close friends and, you know, Mikey and Keith, the sporting guys, you know, they'd, they'd be pleased, you know, Mikey would be pleased for Noel. I know he was really chuffed for him. So, um, you know, that's that's just part of motorsport, I think. You know, um, I've competed a lot against a lot of my friends and um, it was quite a special thing for them, I suppose. You know, two, two guys from the same town, uh, you know, going for the same trophy and, yeah, obviously Noel managed to get it and that was it. Yeah. And yourself, three times runners up, you know, and finally now nailed it. Like, you know, as you say, it hasn't sunk in yet, but, you know, I'm sure it must have been emotional at the at the end of the, the final stage. Yeah, I think that was probably the, the best the best word to describe it, to be honest. Um, I think it was a, a moment of realisation of what, what you'd achieved. Um, you know, there was there was bits through the weekend where it was, you could, you, know, you could drift off and get a bit emotional about what was going on. You know, we'd, we'd had a good lead, really. I mean, 30 seconds doesn't sound a lot, but, you know, it's fairly comfortable when you think about it. Uh, when you compare to other rallies that we've done, it's been very, very close. But in actual fact, it's not, you know, it's only a puncture or a spin or, you know, um, that's that's how close things get. But, I mean, crossing that final stage was, was again, a, a, a surreal moment and something that I thought that would maybe <laughs> we'd never achieve. Um, so when it was, even when we crossed the finish line, Honest, I still had to hear it from somebody else when they said, you know, you are, you've done it, you are British champions. And it was, yeah, it was kind of a, a massive weight off my shoulders, really. So, um, and, and of course, my family were, were there as well. So to share that moment with them was obviously very, very special. 
Yeah, no, it's amazing when you have moments like that and, you know, the families around as well. So, you know, that I suppose that's one of the great things about, you know, being more or less on home soil, even if you were up the road a bit in Yorkshire. Yeah, and, and again, you know, it doesn't matter where, where I rally in the world or the UK, my family are always there, you know, um, people who know me very well, that, you know, how much effort and passion that my family have for, for the sport and for my running, you know, it's it's a very much from from day one, it's been a family affair, you know. So, um, you know, it, there's always an entourage that comes with us, you know, a van load of people, and they're always there. Every rally doesn't matter where you are. So it's um, you know, got quite used to that, and you know, it's it's special that they take so much away from it as well because they've been such a huge part of the journey as well. That's it. I, I, you know, there's a huge commitment to go rallying, and you really do need the support of of the family that were around you to, to be away for long periods of time and spend a lot of weekends away from home as well. And is it too early to talk about next year? You know, is that it for this year? Will you be out again or, or are you already looking at next year or is it just let this sink in and, and, and see what, you know, what the plans look like? Yeah, I think we'll let this sink in a little bit. Um, we're not, we're not obviously going to do the last round. Um, we did have a couple of little budget scares, but I say scares, before the start of the year, really, that um, we had a shortfall for the end of the year, um, which we were lucky to sort of manage to get together a budget to do the track rod. Um, but we didn't have the budget to do the Cambrian anyway, um, which, you know, in, in, in actual fact, isn't such a bad thing now. We, you know, we don't have to go. Um, it's a shame, really. You know, I was chatting to Reese from the, the championship only a few days ago, and I do. You know, when I've supported the championship for so many years, I've been there till the very end and it feels very strange not going to the last rally. But, you know, we can kind of um, focus on next year. Um, initially, I wasn't going to do anything next year. Um, that's if I was going to win the title. I was quite prepared to take a bit of a step back and focus on helping my father and grandfather in the, in the family business because obviously that's, that's the bread and butter of the, the family and that's, you know, how how I've been able to have this amazing opportunity. So, um, you know, but they're, they're very much behind the fact that, you know, I need to ride the wave and, and keep going. So it's it's nice that I've still got their support, which was never in doubt really. But, um, you know, the fact that they, they're encouraging, encouraging me to keep going, you know, kind of makes me want to go even more. So um, there's probably one event that I'd like to do and I've, I've not done it in the past. Um, I'd love to come over to Clan and do the historics. Um, I've, for one reason or another, probably not managed to do it for two two years now. Um, but um, maybe, maybe we can string something together for that in December. But we'll see. Work in progress for that one. Yeah, yeah the, the date was announced today. So you, you have a, it's pushed back slightly. So you might have a little bit extra time to rate, do a bit of fundraising. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, from a funding kind of thing, it's it's not a it's not a huge rally. Um, obviously, uh, a BD is a little bit cheaper to run than a last five car. Um, obviously, my own my own BD isn't isn't well. It's quite actually far from being ready, so I'd have to rent uh, a car for that. But it's a rally, like I say, I've wanted to do in the past and never really got around to putting all the the sort of pieces of the jigsaw together. But it'd be a nice way to sort of enjoy the rest of the year and. You know, maybe we could give Noel a bit of a clean sweep. You know, he's won the lakes, he's won the BRC, and maybe get him to win the the, the historic rally. But and I'd have to clear that one past him first. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he'd be delighted now with the opportunity if uh, if it arose. All right, and you know, you said there. I suppose the original plan was maybe to step back for the year, but 
I suppose it's pretty hard to do and and, and not defend the crown now that you, you you know you've taken the championship win. Yeah, I think it was summed up to me by one of my friends. Really, um, you know, you've you've worked so hard for years to try and get to a level in the sport where your results sort of speak for themselves, and you don't have to sell yourself so hard. Um, okay, you know, winning the BSC potentially won't open any doors, as as you've seen from guys that won in the past. Um, but you have to kind of use that as leverage for for people that are maybe new to the sport and want to get involved and use it to good effect. So, you know, from that sense, it would be a shame to go quiet now and lose momentum. And, um, you know, we should take full advantage of it and, you know, push on to next year. And obviously you've competed before on, on, on in Ireland and uh, just wondering at any stage in the future, do you think you'll ever follow Marion's, you know, footsteps and, and have a rattle at the Irish Tarmac Championship? Well, to be honest, it's something that I've um, that I've been considering this year. Um, obviously, with how the championship was going, and I wanted to maybe try and do something different for next year. Um, even though the the British uh, are kind of shaking things up a little bit for next year, um, obviously they're, they're going to know some details on that in the next couple of weeks. But um, I'm at that stage now. I've I've got that title that I so dearly wanted. Um, and it's a bit of like a weight off my shoulders really now that I've got it, that maybe I can go and sort of venture into doing other things. And obviously the competition level in, in Irish Tarmac now is phenomenal. It's, it's the same as being in, in the British Championship really. And, you know, I'm at that um, stage now where I'm still, I still have the ability to be competitive. So I may as well keep pushing myself and put myself in a scenario where, you know, I'm up against like-minded people with similar abilities and, the competition is always very close. So, um, yeah, it would be a shame to step back. But obviously, the Irish tarmac is something that um, I'd really like to do. Um, I've not really got much experience of the rallies. But um, it's, again, it, it'd be a nice change for me, I think, having done the British Championship for so many years on and off. Um, you know, and obviously such a great sort of spectacle and competition and some great rallies as well. Yeah. No, personally speaking, we'd love to see you over here. And uh as far as we're concerned, the more the merrier. Yeah, no, it'd be good. I mean, there's there's a couple of guys coming over there now. You know, people have ventured over, and um, there's, there's a few rallies that that stick out. The famous ones, you know, that the events speak for themselves. You know, you you guys don't have to sell it to us. Um, it's just a simple case of we'll raise the budget and we'd we'd be there tomorrow. You know, um, so yeah, let's let's see what the winter will bring, and maybe we'll see you at the start line at the beginning of next year. Kevin, it's been a phenomenal year for Irish rallying on the other side of the water. Like when you look at the the, the British Rally Championship with Nola Sullivan, you know, number one co-driver there, uh, taking the, the the overall title with Eamon Kelly and Connor Mohan, junior champions. On top of that, then also winners there, Alan Carmichael, Arthur Kearns. Like really, it's been a cracking year. And uh, you got caught up with Connor and Arthur earlier. Yeah, it was it was uh, sort of. I don't know what way. I just think for the first couple of weeks coming up to it, we just uh, didn't know what way it was going to go. But we were, it was just a pity we didn't get it whenever it was, we didn't get it together. But that's the way the joke points work. So we just had to go to track rod and take it from there. And thankfully, it, it all worked out. And that Eamon man drove an other impeccable rally, you know, taking the, taking the one in the junior station as well. And, you know, a top result overall as well. Yeah, no, he never stepped a foot wrong the whole day. Like, and we got round it, and we put in some good times. And it was a no, it was it was a very tricky rally. Now, the stages were the same as last year, but the rain just 
completely changed the whole rally. Well, for us anyway, maybe it was different for Arthur, but for us it was just so tough to get round. And, and then from Arthur, from your point of view, this is your third British Championship. You know, you had two with Daniel at the junior and then the overall, and then at the national championship now with Alan Carmichael at the weekend. Yeah, that, that's a lovely thing. Yeah. It was great. It was great now. It'd been a barren few years there for a while, and with the old COVID and that, um, it was great to get back out again and, and great to do it with Alan to get the national. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was it was it was competitive and it was it was, it was, it was great to great to get it surely. Yeah. And Alan's a great supporter of rallying too. You know, he's been doing that BRC for the last few years, and you know, he always supports the the rallies back home. Like we he done the 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 bushwhacker there, and he done the Ulster. You know, yeah, uh, he, yeah, you know, indeed, yeah. He he was quietly in the background there, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, if you notice the year, his pace has come up well. Mm-hmm. We're just looking at the times there from last year. He's thirty seconds quicker per stage this year on on the same stage as, as the track with this year than he was than last year. So his his pace has come up uh, fairly well near the year, and he he's driving fairly well. Yeah, because there was even a couple of stages there. I think he was like fifth overall, fourth, fifth overall, like that. That's, yeah, well, we're that's not, no yeah, mean yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're knocking in in our fairness. We're knocking in good times there in in some of the stages. You know, he loves see, see those type of track rod stages. He loves that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Good big fast flowing stuff, and and it suits it suits the car as well. Car goes well over there too, and on those stages. Mm-hmm. And like you know, the uh, Highland hasn't really missed a beat all year at all, has it for you? No, uh, fair play now to, to Dave Jackson and his team, uh, uh, Colin and Mick. Um, Carby, the car be superb, you know, and, and they have the car in great order and, and ultra reliable in all fairness to them. Mm-hmm. And um, full praise must go to them guys there that leave the car in perfect condition and in great, you know, great great reliability has come from that car. I'm not sure Josh has proved it too in, in this country too. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, she, she is a good car. That is, that is for sure. And Connor, like, I'm sure you're going to uh, echo then the sentiments too. You know, the car that yourself and Eamon have, VSM keeps turning out a, a top quality car for you. Oh, definitely. Like Paul and them, like, there's nothing phases them. Like, and the car is always A1. Every rally, you never have to, you never have to worry about anything because, you know, Paul is it all under control. And now, to be fair, like, throughout the whole year, like, our, our finish rates, you can see it. Like, the car has been perfect every every rally, like. Yeah. And they get the weekend there a one-two for the team as well too, which is a nice, uh, nice way to round out the year for the team as well as for yourselves. Yeah, it was great to see Johnny getting second place. Like Johnny's been, he's always been there, and he's we go to all the rallies together. We go, we do everything together when we're out there. Like uh, we all tag along with each other, and it's no, it's great to see him getting a good result. <laughs> and it's his championship. Hopefully that he can get a good podium position now, come <laughs> the Cambrian if he has a good result. Excellent. Uh-huh. And like, will you just go to the Cambrian then as well? Is that the, still the plan? Well, that's, yeah, I think we're, we're going to aim for it anyway. We, we don't know really know what we're going to go yet in, but uh-huh. we're hopefully going to go to it. Excellent, excellent. That's the plan. Excellent. And Arthur, from your point of view, will, will that do Alan for the championship or will he round out the... Yeah, I think, I think the car may be, may be on higher for the Cambrian. Right. His car. So, uh, um, no, he's... he's uh, no, he's not, he's not going to do it then if the car is going to be hired. I think that's the plan. Mm-hmm. And like, Arthur, from your own point of view, you co- you drive as well as the co-driving. <laughs> is, there, like, is there any particular side of the car you prefer being on? <laughs> ah, well, you'd like the driving. But no, when when, you, when the thing's going well in the co-driver's seat, you know, and, and a bit of crack and there's a bit of comp- uh, good competition and all, it's just great. You know, great feeling. 
Yeah. You know, uh, when you when you're it doesn't matter who you're sitting with, you know, maybe with a lad in a junior or a junior one thousand or a, a nor five or a world tower, you know, if the guys are putting in the effort and trying their best, you know, it's, it's a great feeling, in all fairness. Yeah. And like I can imagine, like and and you know, doing the, the, the British Championship there was you know with Daniel a few years ago and then doing now with Alan, you're you're competing on stages that used to be, you know, like household names in the RAC rally, like we're thinking there at the weekend, Radnor was one of the stages. Like yeah, that must be like sitting at the start of the stages like that must be like pinch yourself that you're going you're going to be heading down that stage. Now, yeah, certainly. yeah, indeed. You know when when you when you get to to to, to get on famous stages like that you're using GB and that it's great to get into them and then you, you get to know what the lay of the land and and what the stages are like. You know yeah you, you know you can't great stages over like in Yorkshire the mighty stages and Wales Scotland there's there's great stages now great forestry stages in all fairness to you know mighty roads. And like you've done the bushwhacker there as well. Like, you know, we talked last week about, you know, the great stages they put on. Like, that was like as, as good a rally as you'll get anywhere, especially on the forest. I know the stages might be a wee bit on the yeah. short side, but they, they're, for, for what yeah. they have, they're very good, aren't they? Oh, in all fairness, yeah, the stages in, in, in Oma were, they were in, in perfect condition, in all fairness. Just, just a wee bit short, just that was only, that's the only fault with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and the and organisation was excellent as well. Perfect. And Connor, then from your own point of view, you know, the entry list there come out for the harvest weekend. You're going to get another run in the polo. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back into it because the last time we were in Donegal. And to be fair, when you might just say the Sunday of Donegal, we were we were starting to show that we were punching in some good times and he was starting to come on till the car fairly good. And now I'm looking forward to the harvest now. Uh, hopefully we should, the preparation's all going and we should be on for a good push to it now. Excellent. And uh, just uh, from my own point of view, I know a few days before the Donegal this year, you got a run with Donna in the S12B. That must have been like a, a boyhood dream come true there for that. Oh, that there was literally just uh, all the boxes ticked. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but no, it was definitely mm-hmm. nothing. I've always watched S12Bs not there, but to get sitting on was just unbelievable. Because we, we were all standing about, and the minute the car fired up, everything just went quiet. You know, it was like... <laughs> yeah, literally, it was, it was some piece of kit now, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yes. And, and like, Arthur, have you any plans now for the rest of the season? Will they see you in the harvest? Or? Uh, yeah, I'm going, I think I might be at the harvest already. Oh, myself and Connor, we're going to do the navvies here in oh, Monaghan. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and the, That's uh, the plan. Which one of you two you strive for it then? Well, I'm driving. I, I have Conor, Conor McGuire co- is yes. uh, navigating for me. Conor, he he's sitting with Mickey, is it? Mickey Carbon, I think. It? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're sitting with Mickey Carbon, so we're, uh-huh. we're trying to get the, the car finished up so we are to get, <laughs> get ready for Saturday night. But no, let's say. Uh, same point, the same boat. They're starting back now on Saturday night, so it's, uh, it's all stations go around Monaghan now for to get like, the Subarus all out. Like that, the, the night now is around Monaghan is. You know, as close to the to the Monaghan rally, it's up there. The pinnacle, it's not the thing they all want to win the night now. It's really Monaghan, isn't it? Oh, like, I've been yeah. at the night now. from I've been at the night now now probably oh, near six, six, seven years. And like, I'm only, might as say, I'm only starting to come on till, you know, getting down to like eight, ten, and ten penalties. And I got a couple of clean sheets, like, but I got my first Navi win there last year, like, and like the many years that it took to get there is just for. Mad like, yeah, and no, I agree with you. I tell you there what, what they're like, like. <laughs> yeah, agree, surely. And I tell you what, it's a great training ground for co drivers, too. Learning to read maps and then t- watch the times as well. 
you know, that's 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 uh, an important part of it as well. Yeah, because I, I spoke yeah, to you. Sorry, I, I spoke to Terry Harriman, I think it was last year, and that's what he says. Like that was the great thing about Irish uh, co-drivers that you know they come up through that whole night now, you know, and that 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 learning to read maps, you know, and to be precise with their timings, no, and that carried them right through. Like, oh, definitely, definitely agree, Kevin. Yeah, it does, it does, yeah. it does pay off in the future. You know, when you when you go further afield and have to get out a map. I remember doing the Roger Albert Clark there with Barry McKenna, and what was twenty eighteen was it? And anyway, the road book just wasn't right, and so I had to get the map out, out, yeah. and, and I knew exactly where it was. You know, because we had your phone, there's no coverage or anything in the in the woods, and when I got the map out, I knew exactly and how to get out of it or where to where to go. Yeah. You know, and you only you pick out those, you pick up them skills, and at the at the night now, it's like that. Uh-huh. And Connor, I'm sure for yourself, uh, that you know, as like uh, as Arthur says, it's uh, you're never phased of you know no signal on your phone or whatever. You can just pull out the map and away you go. A simple thing, even if you're looking to like organize or think what way you're going to recce, like you wouldn't. You get out the map and you look and you see where you are, and it's you nearly look at a map quicker than you'd look at a road book if you were figuring out where you were going and the shortest mm-hmm. way to go, like. Yeah. To be honest, like that's no the night now is definitely the great starter to be a co-driver like this. I think anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you know we can't let this uh, go past without mentioning another Monaghan man, Morris Moffat. Great to see him back on the stages after there at the weekend. It is miss mighty, you know, for for a man for a man that got, got very ill during the COVID and uh, and to come back out and then uh, what sixteenth overall I think he was. Uh-huh, yeah, I was what I seen a couple of clips now and. On, on YouTube and that. He wasn't hanging about either. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was back to himself. So he has no fairness. Fair play to him. Yes. Uh-huh. It was great. Great. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, it, was, it was great to see him out. Uh, I seen a clip there he put up they put up on YouTube or on Facebook earlier on of came to the end of one of the stages and he was giving out that the stage was only, it was over already. <laughs> wanted to go on and on. <laughs> but, you know, we uh, like I keep telling everybody, you know, how great a club Donegal is. But Monaghan, there's such a great... Uh, Spirit of, of, of true rally people about Monaghan, you know, like, it, it's you know, whenever the rally rolls into Monaghan in April, the buzz about that town is second to none, really. It has to be, it, it's the best national. And it, if they could squeeze two days out of it, I'd say it would make a great international. What do you think of that, Connor? Oh, oh yeah, oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's uh, I haven't got, I never got doing Monaghan this year, like, and it was. It was a uh, it was a hard one to take, but uh, with all the commitments of the BRC and that. But uh, no, it was one and definitely always stands out now. To be fair, and Arthur, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. In all fairness, now we we have a, a great working committee in Mon, and you know, and you know, you know, it takes a takes a big team for for run, to run a good event. And and in all fairness, now uh, our club here um, put in a big effort, you know, PR and and and. Uh, Talking to the residents on the route and, and getting everything right, you know, the cross all the T's and, and click to uh, tick all the boxes, you know. In all fairness to Conor Maguire now, chairman of the Motor Club, he does, you know, he leads a, good, a big squad and, and does a good, great job. And it takes it takes it all too. Yeah, and the, the quality of the stages is second to none as well, isn't it? Yeah, why well, you, you pick out stages now, then uh, you know that suits that suit everybody. Uh-huh. You know, from the from the guy at the front to the guy at the back, you know, you pick out stage, you know, that suits everyone, and mm-hmm. and uh, do do a good job on the day, and then get get everything right, and hopefully it works out in the end. And in all fairness, it does now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as you know, we were fairly competitive down here, even at the night nows too. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, huh? I think when you when you look at the overall results and rallies, 
like the quality of the Monaghan crews always shine through. You know, we think of Sam, Josh, Gary yeah. Phillips, right down throughout the field. You know, like the, the, every class, there's always a, like a Monaghan man. Always, if he's not <laughs> in the battle for the one, he's not far away. You know, so. <laughs> exactly. That's right, Chavin. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. In nearly any any rally in the country, there's, there's bound to be a Monon crew in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to catch up with the two guys and the way the conversation took the weird twist and started talking about night navs. But you know that's a vital part of you know the the where rallying starts. You know, like the, the guy said that was their way in. That's you know they can pick up a map and go anywhere. Like, uh, that's anywhere in the world with a map. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Um, also, last weekend, then uh, Bolt Glass many stages was on. Um, fascinating battle there. Uh, great to see Ryan Lochran taking the one, but I think we really should say, you know, the guys that finished second and third, uh, like, you, the, not that they come out of nowhere, well, that would be unfair to say, but you know, the way that they built the pace all year, Connor Murphy there and Chris O'Callaghan, um, you know, it's been phenomenal for them to, to step up to the plate and you know, push Ryan Lochran hard. And we all know how hard Ryan goes, don't we, Connor? Listen, it pushed him hard, all right. Like, I think, what was there, five seconds? Yeah. You know, like, that was close. Mm-hmm. Like, really was, you know, it's a fair play to Connor and, and, and Murphy and Sean Collins. Like, they really did. They, 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 you know, they didn't let Ryan away with it easy. That's for sure. That is for sure, you know. And, like, you know, Ryan was leading the, the Mark Coos and Donegal before he retired. So, you know, but it, we know how hard it goes. There's, like, there's, you know, he's one of the fastest Mark II men in the country. Um. So I caught up with his co-driver there at the weekend was Paddy McCrudden. Like Paddy has had a phenomenal year, so uh, it was a pleasure to catch up with Paddy as always. So we'll get the the words from the man himself. There was some rally now indeed. Uh, I tell you, the boys there, Connor Murphy and them, and even Christopher O'Callaghan, pushed us all the way. Now they didn't they didn't make it easy in any way. Now to be honest, but uh, yeah, the stages were good up there, very very fast. I think we had some like maybe four or five slow corners. The rest were junctions and chicanes. It was it was amazing now. And and uh, Ryan, to be fair to him, drove well. Very, very good now. He's a hard pilot now, to be honest. He's, and like he, he wasn't feeling 100% on Sunday there. Mm-hmm. He was feeling like he was coming down with a touch of the cold there or something. So... To be fair, he done really, really well now. Yeah, and you know uh, we have to pay credit to Connor Murphy. Like he's been getting faster and faster all year. But like yeah, that yeah. that performance he put in Sunday was fantastic. And you know, as you mentioned there, Christopher Callaghan, another young gun coming up through that you know has been bringing the speed on all year. Good to see it all come together for him as well. Yeah, yeah, big time, I and oh, to be fair now, you know, I'm the R five there all year, like and. I wasn't really paying attention to that modified stuff, so I didn't really know. I know Christopher O'Callaghan there, but I didn't really know this. You know Connor Murphy there, but mm-hmm. my God, he they did push us now on Sunday. To be honest, it, mm-hmm. it, it was good. Now like that racing, like that's that's unbelievable. Like I never you know, yeah, when, it, when it's down to like tenths of seconds and things like that. There, that you know, it, it gets everybody just on the edge of the seat. It must be a fantastic feeling inside the car when it's like that. It is, it is, and when you when you have to drive her to the limit, like it, that's that's brilliant. Like and, and I, like when into stage five, like and we're still at whatever was on it, I can't remember now, but it was really really close. And Ryan says to me, he says, "Tighten the belts, or we're going for this." So 
So, no, no, I'm uh, just good now. Uh, and if anybody uh, uh, advise anybody to go and watch the, the MCR, it is something else. It is yeah. uh, balls in the dashboard stuff, really. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> big time, man. Big time now. Um, uh, I, is, that, is that a ring chair you're talking about? Uh-huh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, you're, you're care, I'm careful the weekend there. That is something else. That is yeah. for sure. And like you, you mentioned there, you know, you've been in the R5 with Jason Mitchell this year. Like, uh, you know, uh, like Jason has come on leaps and bounds, and finally it's all starting to come together for him. You know, we think that the, you know, a fantastic podium there in the, the Australia, and then again there in the Bushworker. It's great to see all that hard work coming together for your pair as well. Exactly, I, I, I got I got the call, twenty uh, last year for the Ulster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first rally with Jason. I think we finished ninth overall in that one, and. Uh, uh, he rang then to see what it, or see what to do the tarmac championship with them this year. And I said, sure, why not? I'll I'll go for the spun surely. And I didn't get off till a great start with engine and Galway and and a uh, couple of wee accidents here and there. But no, it, it's coming together now. And he's definitely he's definitely coming on leaps and bounds now. Definitely. Yeah, and like yeah. you couldn't say the Ulster like it fell into his lap. Yes, we're on that pace right from the start. Uh, yeah, I, and like it was thoroughly deserved, and like you know, if maybe earlier in the year, if he had been up to second, you know, with a couple of stages to go, he may have got a bit hot headed and went for it. But even you know, he credits you with pulling them back and getting them to you know get to the finish. It's more important here at this stage, you know. Yeah, well, when you get to that stage in a rally, like there's no point in burning it over something you mightn't get, you know. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to be sensible about the thing too, like you know. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's good to get on the podium now. Especially in Ulster and one of them big international rallies, like like that 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 was a tough rally. It was one of the stages. Now I'm not sure which it was, but I had 27 pages of notes. Like you know, it was just corner after corner after corner. Like you know, it was a tough event. Now mm-hmm. and the yeah. and the weather conditions were you know a mixed bag as well, which probably makes tire choice makes everything that we bit more difficult as well. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. We were sitting in the last stage and the sun beaming on the on screen. The next thing started to rain, like, you know, but it, it didn't rain too bad. But we got through the stage fairly dry now. But yeah. And then, you know, like the bush worker, you know, we all know what happened then, you know, in the late land. You just, you know, just run a wee bit wide in the corner. But to come back and have the self belief to go back at it again and the, the bush worker, I know he said he, he took the first stage steady enough. But then after that, like he, he he was mixing it with the guys and they were going hard at the at the top oh, of things. So, uh-huh. Yeah, well, we were going hard too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, he's saying um, I, I, and like he, he did say he would be racing with the top boys at the end of the year, and he's he's promised that, and he's Kennedy's doing it there now. The minute, like you know, That's sure. and the the more he gets to that too, the the more it's helping him, like you know. And, like every kilometer counts and every finish counts, you know, and it's it's helping him big time now. Yeah, because he said last week about the the smell of the the race fuel has taken twenty years off his life. So like, <laughs> long may it continue. <laughs> exactly, I, I, yeah, yeah. And like for yourself, like it's great to see you finally, you know, getting to the the place you deserve because you've been, you know, fifteen years or so now. You've been co-driving, and you know, you started off with yeah, the McCafferty bike and a. Like a was it a one oh six I think at the start? No, a Ford, a Ford, a Ford car. car. Ah, yes, that uh-huh. we, we had the spray easy start on the bonnet every time we wanted the starter. But 
Oh, they were good old days too, you know. But I, oh seven, oh seven, uh-huh. I started rallying. I, oh no, it's a long time coming now, indeed. But but you know, you've had some great runs along the way. You know, we think of the Circuit Ireland with uh, Alistair Cochran. You, you know, like uh, the time it was going over Hamilton's Folly and one thing or another. Uh, you know, Johnny Jordan. You've had great runs with Johnny Callum Devine. Uh, you know, John Bonner. The names that you've sat with over the years. It's a, a who's who of rallying, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember one year too. I'm not sure what year it was, but done nearly morns with uh, Damien Toner. Oh, and yeah. uh, was, it the, was it the last stage or the penultimate stage? I'm not sure now, but we got a puncture. We were lying second, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, dropped us back to third, anyway. But Gary Jennings was doing it as well, was he? And, well, I can't remember what Gary was in now. But he says if, if we hadn't got the puncture and all, you know, he would have threw up the one first to win the rally, like, you know, but mm-hmm. just we dropped that much time and then with the puncture, like, it's, but ah, oh, no, it's a long time coming, a rally one now. I thought I would have got one sooner, but, <laughs> but yeah, I were. This year, you know, you've started to taste the champagne there with, uh, with, with Jason and then with Ryan at the weekend. It's, it's going to be hard to keep that momentum going, but I'm sure there's no doubt you'll be trying to keep it up. Yeah, well, hopefully Jason now <laughs> provides the champ- more champagne from now on and now. Yeah, yeah, and you, I'm sure already you're looking forward to to next year to getting back out and you know Jason wants to do you know more tarmac and more gravel. So long may it continue. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what the plans are next year. Will it be tarmac championship or the or the national championship? But. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the more the more the, the more the merrier you know me I don't I'm not too fond of sitting at home at the weekend now. thanks to Paddy there so if anybody that knows me will know I'm not very often stuck for words but you know when we recorded this next interview was one of those times uh, what more can I say welcome the, the McHale family to the Crunching Gears podcast had a, had a good career you know and a uh, uh, very good life in motorsport Um you know, most enjoyable. It started fairly young, yeah, back in the in the twin cam days in the mid seventies. You know, so um, yeah, it's been a good few years. Okay, for sure, for sure. And like Arn, like I always think of when I spoke to uh, Connor Curley a, a few a couple of years ago, he always said whenever he was growing up, his father would tell everybody that the great rally driver is he was. Like for you growing up in that household, were you going to rally him from a very early age? Yeah, I suppose uh, we were lucky enough. Dad used to bring us all to all the rallies from from the start, really. You know, you remember back even the circuit back in 81, 82, he went always used to follow it down because of the Easter weekend. We used to go to a lot of the rally, rallies, Cork, um, Killarney and Galway as well at the start of the year. So um, we grew up in the motorsport and obviously um, as, uh, uh, he, as the years went by, he got, it was... He was successful at it, and we really enjoyed it. We always look forward to going, and uh, you have great memories as a kid going to the rallies uh, all throughout the country. Yeah, and and did, did you appreciate it at the time? You know how big a following he had out there, or was he was he just dad to you at that stage? I, it, it, I always remember the Cork Twenty when he won that in '83. We were all down at it. it; was a big thing to win the first international, and then I suppose the year after that, he he had signed to do the. The tarmac in the Opal to Opal, and that was a big deal. And you know, the circuit at that time was beamed into everybody's house five nights a week, and there wasn't as many like there's huge choice of sports now. But back then, 
rallying had a huge following. You just see the old videos, the amount of people that supported the circuit throughout the the uh, country. And uh, I, the, you know, the circuit in '84, we it, that was a big memory because we remember them leaving in. They were in the Skeffenden Hotel in in Galway that night, and I remember him coming out of a room trying to get some sleep and. Then he went on to, you know, fly over the Mayo stages. And we thought the next morning that, it, you know, it would have been a huge thing for him, especially to win it back then and the, the disappointment. But um, I suppose a couple of years later, he made up for it. I remember in 86, even kids in school and had banners and all up for him from when he finished third that year. So, like, the circuit was the big rally then. That was the huge one, you know, that everybody knew. And it used to be great, great coverage in the newspapers as well. So... So I suppose we we did know from that age like uh, what a what a deal it was. Yeah, like as you say, like it was mainstream at that time. You know, we think like George Hamilton, you know, who was like uh, a sports personality covering the football and all that. He was covering the the rally back then along with Clum and all that, and five nights a week, and like, it was a good half hour programs. Uh, like rallying uh, Austin then was big news. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you have to take your hat <coughs> off to Michael Carroll. In particular, he, he started the whole thing running for RTE and uh, then Plum got involved with the RPM and UTB. And uh, yeah, it was um, probably every night, you know, you'd have called me for the start of the championship on the Friday night, and the Saturday night, and the Sunday night. It was a big thing and it really made rallying in the country. Uh, and them two lads in particular made made all the difference. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, Plum is so very well known. And I think that Michael O'Carroll did a huge thing. And Plum will tell you that without Michael O'Carroll and RT, was a big difference to get RT into it. And um, I suppose really put rallying on the map is a better, better way to put it because it's, uh, it's very competitive here with other sports to get onto that sort of TV coverage and that because the GA is the big thing. Like the GA is obviously number one. And, uh, then you'll have the horse race, then you'll have the rugby and uh, different traditional Irish sports. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, was, it was definitely good in them years. Yeah. And, Gareth, from your point of view then too, like you were growing up in this household, was it always going to be rallying or was it your dream maybe to run out in you know, Croke Park or Lansdowne Road or where, where was your ambitions? I think probably Kevin, um, the nearest I'd get to run out in the pitch of Crow Park is doing a stadium tour. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was always motorsport. As Aaron sort of alluded to, you know, it was it's in our blood, and we sort of we grew up with it. And, and in fairness to Daddy, took us to all the rallies, and and we sort of we, we grew up with it from the start. And our village, um, it was a small village back then, Rathcool as well, and everybody was obviously all behind, as you said, with the circuit of Ireland that used to pass through up into Wicklow Gap and, and that and um, no definitely motorsport and rallying in particular was the, the way to go um, I was never really into the circuit race and our, our look about that it was always rallying and uh, yeah that, that's uh, that's what I always wanted to do and, and to, to throw my hand at it and try and see how we get on you know for sure, for sure. And like Austin, you know, we think of yourself and like the Titanic battles you had, like say with like Billy Coleman, Bertie Fisher, like James Coleman, Andrew Nesbitt, you know, all household names still to this day. Like at the time, did you see it as a, a golden era of Irish rallying or was it, you know, each event you were just, you were going there to one, you were focused on one and it didn't seem as big a deal maybe at the time? Uh, well, I think, you know, uh, the names that you've just mentioned, they're all very competitive. Uh, they're all only there for one reason, and that was to win. And obviously, we were the, we were the same. And, uh, you know, start, starting back really, I suppose, with me, it was back in the 
early 80s, 81, 82, we done the British Championship. Uh, when we did that that year in the, in the Mintex, and then we, when we moved on, we got the Chevette, and we were, uh, it was very competitive then. You had the Jared Buckley's and Yadari Vatman over, and that year we were lying third going into Killarney on the circuit. And, uh, you know, obviously you have the classic stages in Killarney, but uh, unfortunately we got a puncher. We just changed the wheeler back and back out, and uh, we got caught with uh, with Harry and Bentley's back actually. You probably remember all that coverage himself and Jimmy McRae battle. Yeah. But, um, you know, that was that was in them years, and then obviously you had Billy Coleman that time we had the Open Ireland team, and he got involved in it then. So that made it competitive in '84, and then he had moved on to the Rockland's Porsche, which I think everybody realized in um, in in after '84 with um, Henry Tyvenan. He was leading the, the the circuit by you know just maybe two or three seconds a mile quicker than the current Group Four cars are in the matches and the escorts, etc. You know, so. Um, they were all then very competitive, and obviously Bertie was 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 the man as well. Bertie always had a very good car and top class driver, and uh, he'd be always a very fair competitor competing against because he always knew where you stood with Bertie. There was no nothing hidden agenda, but he was there to win, and uh, the same as the same as everybody else. And uh, obviously James Cullen would be the same era, and. Uh, who else would have been there then, in, in them years? You know, you had all the British lads, and um, Jimmy McRae and Russell Brooks and Frank, uh, Frank Maher obviously was was coming up. He was maybe that slightly bit younger than than, than the rest of us. And uh, you know, the British Championship boys would come over for the circuit. So you'd have them for the Ulster, and a lot of them at the time would come for Donegal mm-hmm. as well, uh, because it was around the European Championship and Galway. You know, so you had it was very very competitive. You know, so moving on in the later years, obviously then they had uh, Andrew Nesbitt. Which I know is the welder. You know, so <laughs> Andrew was all very dedicated. He uh, was very serious about the sport, and um, uh, once he got a competitive car, he had a competitive car for him to start. But he tended to go through the hedge more often than he did anything else. But when he got everything together and got everything sorted, uh, he was practically beat. But especially in Donegal, you know, which you realise, and um, you know that was sort of up to the mid nineties, and like I mean, at that stage. Uh, just moving on to a, a different different generation and starting the early 2000s or mid 2000s to the to the WRCs, the Subarus, and then um, coming on to the R5s and that you know. So the different younger generations coming up, and I think like like any sport, rallying is you know you have maybe to your early 30s to 40s. I know you probably say Sebastian Loeb proven proven <laughs> different now. You know at 48, what he's after doing in the last rally in in uh, where was it? Greece, uh, Portugal, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, Greece, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it just shows, but um, I think that, you know, um, there is a, a time for everything, you know, so you do start to slow down, especially reflections that start to go on, you know. <laughs> well, hopefully, now it's not, it's not the late 30s or early 40s. <laughs> <laughs> and Connor, you want to jump in there? Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask Aaron and Gareth, you know, those early days getting to go to the events with your dad and then obviously you know you, you go from from the service park out onto the stages apart from your dad who would have been your rallying heroes at that um, time well mine was always Colin McRae you know um further field in the world championship I don't think anybody can touch him for his flamboyant driving style and his just his whole outlook on how he looked at the sport he took everything in his stride and Never let Anton sort of phase him. And uh, I think if it ever came down to any stage, um, which was a battle at the end, you'd have to put your money on Colin McRae. You know, um, obviously through dad and dad, I got to meet him a few times. And that was a, a big, big, um, very important to be there to meet him, you know. 
Definitely would have been a rally, one of my rallying heroes. And then, Aaron, the same question, I suppose, to yourself then. Well, when I was younger, I, 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 when Henry Tygman, because I suppose with that circuit of Ireland, and then I suppose I was 10 when he died, and uh, he was really just coming on. And because the fact that he rallied in Ireland, and, uh, you know, we went from the tall, but then up to the Lanciers, and and uh, he was he was one of the, the, the stars, and Harry Vatman, of course, and, um, and then, of course, he goes to Colin McRae. Everybody loved Colin McRae. And then she, then when you moved on, we were we did a rally. Dad did one in the south of France. I mean, I think it was the early two thousand, and the, the rally, rally to bar, bar. Yeah. and we all were over at it. And that's when <laughs> last rain for the weekend. And Sebastian Lowe was in a two wheel drive Xar, and then nobody you knew because he raced now McShay in the Saxo, but this was his first time in a proper car, and you think he won the rally by about ten or twelve minutes, and everybody at the finish was wondering <laughs> who the hell this fellow was. And, you know, <laughs> Something we're out spectating, and we're looking at the rain team, and then this two wheel drive Xara, and it was unbelievable. And you Speed knew was we all knew over there that this fella is going to be, we didn't realize he's going to be the greatest ever, but uh -huh. he was, yeah. we're sure, we're sure. And like Austin, you know, we're talking about iconic cars, like whenever I think of rallying, I think you know, the Black Manta, I think of the M3, the Salikas, you know, them cars will go down in history as some of the, the best cars ever to grace our stages, it must give you, you know, must be fantastic looking back to, for your cars to be so highly regarded to this day. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, I, I think the Manta was, was, was definitely very good. The Chevette was, I think the Chevette won two or three, two circuits, I think, with, with Russell wasn't it? But uh, mm. uh, the Manta was something else, yeah. And I think the noise and the handling and uh, the Surrey car was very predictable. Hard car to drive because there's no power steering. And that time that we used to have uh, eight inch wide rims at the front and tires were, were, were heavy and uh, tin on the back. But, um, you know, there were, there were definitely good cars. Like, I mean, I really had a good time in the Manta, like it was the Manta from sort of 84 to 87, 88, you know. So it was five, four or five years, you know, of good competitive motorsport. And the good thing about it was there was a lot of Mantas in the country as well. It was, um, Andrew like, sort of started off in a Manta and uh, then obviously had Bertie and Colin um, was in a Manta yeah. and, and um, Vincent Bonner in Donegal, you know, so there was there was, a, there was enough of them in the country and then you'd have obviously the British Championship round, boys coming over, Brooks and McRae and, and them lads. So uh, moving on from that, like, I mean, after the Manta, our Rex probably had a couple of in between that we didn't get on, you know, Mitsubishi's and we moved to BMW. Uh, to the M3, and uh, at that stage, uh, Bertie was the first that made the move to uh, Pro Drive. It was um, for, the, for the M3, and uh, he had the car maybe half a year that before me. So uh, our first out was in Galway with it, and uh, we were very happy. We got a win, and uh, then uh, we had a run for a good result in the circuit with uh, Colin McRae in the Subaru. But we hit a bike fastly, but he pulled out the mud. But you know that's that was the way it went. But uh, I really liked the uh, the M3 yeah, because it was a very easy car to drive. It was the first uh, uh, six-speed box uh, that we had, and it was all about the six-speed box was going to be a problem. And uh, but it wasn't, you know. We once you got used to it, and mm -hmm. the car was very predictable. No turbo, uh, you know. So uh, you know, it was normally aspirated engine, so which is which is a lot. And the, uh, then was that, the that. newer version of the Mando almost wasn't it? You know, it was rear-wheel drive. 
Uh, yeah, well, it was it was a good follow on, you see, from yeah. the from the Manta because it was the same thing. Car was quicker, probably more competitive, even though the year we won to the Gal with the M3 in 1990. Uh, Vincent Bonner in the Manta, the last of the proper lightweight Mantas. Mm-hmm. Vincent was there, there about with uh, Bertie and ourselves, you know. So uh, obviously the Manta was still very competitive. Uh, but um, yeah, they, they, it was the last of the rear-wheel drive cars, and it was you know probably the well, I'm not taken away from the from the escorts, but uh, for for that year of that car, it was winning the events. It was the the last of them, and then we obviously moved into with uh, Toyota. The 185, okay, we won the circuit and won a few four or five rallies in the 165, but the 185 was the probably the best car that I did have, the most competitive car and the strongest car because it's a bit for world championship stuff. And uh, it won, I don't think it was two or three world championships, the 185 uh, with, with, with Kankin and uh, Diddy and Oriel and people like that, you know. It's actually an ex-Oriel car that, that we got at the time because we had... Um, Jerry McDonald got arrested at the time working in TTE um, with Richard Cregan and um, Mickey Eve used to go over and do some of the rallies with him, especially the safari and that. But uh, we got a good competitive car at that time and uh, we had sort of 14 starts, 12 wins, two seconds and two championships, you know. So you kind of would say that that was probably the most competitive car. Uh, yeah, it was, it was part of the, we had a contract with, with the Toyota Ireland and uh, Castro and uh, following on from the, from the Sneaky to the Corolla, which is a current WRC car then, and uh, obviously Carlos Sainz was, was running the car in the, and I think it was Didi Orion in the World Championship. Uh, getting a lot of good results. I remember in, in uh, the RAC in Wales, when uh, Carlos Sainz and Louis Moy had it wrapped up and the uh, engine gave up. So you probably remember the time I put the helmet through the back window and uh, but the, the Corolla, we never really got sorted for Irish tarmac and um, we had problems with the suspension and uh, different stuff, but maybe I was getting a little bit too old anyway for spending time into it and developing the car. And Mick was at it for a long time, which was my mechanic for years, Mike Leaf. And, uh, you know, and Brendan and Willie, so we're sort of at that stage, we're going more for enjoyment than competition in a way, you know, so. And like, you know, I have to think, you know, like you had a very small team around you of mechanics and one thing and another, and they stuck with you more or less right from the start, right to the end. Like that, that you know, to start off in your twin cam escorts, go up through your Mantas, uh, your M3s, and to, you know, to the world cars, you still had the same team of guys there with you. That's great testament to, you know, your loyalty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's correct, really. I suppose the, the first guy that was with me was was a guy called Noel Gidston. And uh, he uh, he was working with the with the, the business with us. So he worked with me. And uh, he was a start back to the uh, RS2000 days. And uh, uh, Mike Leaf was actually a brother-in-law of his. So uh, he introduced Mick to the whole scenario. And Mick was a driver from mechanic, but uh, a really gifted mechanic. And uh, we started, we used to build the... Uh, the back axles for the RS2000, where we changed the different dips for the tarmac, the different dips for the forest. And I suppose really in uh, 80, in uh, 82, when I started with the Chevette, uh, Mick, uh, Eve, and Willie Elliott, and Brendan Cranion, they were the uh, the main four that we had, you know. So we had a mechanic, a panel builder, uh, an engineer, and uh, we all used to drive the van, look after the tires, look after the fuel and that. So it was a good combination, all very loyal and all very good at their job, you know. So, uh, you know, 
good to have, you know. And even there, I'd say probably they're, they're, they're more so friends than anything else because uh, Noel and Brendan was even with me on the World Championship in 2006 and 2007. Yeah. You know, so it just goes to show the span of time mm-hmm. that's there, Kevin. You know. That is something else. And, like, you yeah. know, then for the two, you just, you know, if now you just want to start out, um, Aaron, you started competing first. Was Did Dad give you encouragement or discouragement, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose when I was uh, probably <laughs> 17 or 18, there wasn't that much between us. Like, there's only 20 odd years. So, it <laughs> wasn't that encouraged me too much, but uh, I probably crashed a few cars around sites. So, he's probably thinking it'd be better safe enough. <laughs> I, I went to Australia once I finished college for a couple of years. So, um, once I came back and once I started rallying the first car was a Nova, I, he was always there to encourage you now and he, like you know even throughout but he let you you know find your own way and you always knew anton that you'd have to ask and even up to today like he's great knowledge of the sport and a great interest you know and it's uh i'd say a majority of the rallies that i've done in garrison he's always there with us and it's great to know you know they'd be there at the end of the stages and everything and uh be always keeping an eye on, on everything and his vast experience and also um, and then uh, hopefully now in a few more years, you'll be still there for the younger generation and he'll, yeah. he'll be t- telling them uh, different things and different tricks and all, you know, so. Excellent. And, and Gareth, the same question as most to yourself, like, was, you know, was a full of encouragement for you as well? Yeah, but I suppose as Aaron said, I was coming up there a bit, good bit younger than Aaron, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably, there's probably a, a bit of time there. <laughs> So I know you're shocked. You know? <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> Camera's a bit dark back there. The <laughs> but uh, no, yes, yeah, um, coming up, obviously, we looked at the starter to get the Honda Civic and we got one off James Foley. But I suppose really where Dad's experience came is that he um, introduced Jerry McGarity into it there from the start. And, and to look about, obviously, the Peugeots are going that direction, which uh, obviously stood to me. Um, tenfold over Kevin, you know, to go into one mate championship and go over there where all the cars are the same and it's sort of it's down to the driver to get that experience and that, that did come from from dad, you know, to go over and go that direction. And um that sort of set me off then on, on the route where to go and, and then obviously then with the other with the cars and with to get to get the Corolla there for the forestry championship that year in two thousand and five as well. You know, that wouldn't have been possible without him. So mm-hmm. and the sponsor. So um yeah everything sort of goes back to a family thing, you know. Yeah. You all have to support each other, and that's what we do. That's for sure, that's for sure. And, like, you know, in those early years, was the McHale name, it helped maybe open doors, but did it bring its own pressures as well? Um, yeah, it probably did, Jay. You know, sort of people would probably expect you to, to deliver something straight out of the blocks when you have no experience or that, and um, to try and find your own path as well and stand on your own two feet. So, really, at the end of the day, when it comes down to rallying or, or motorsport when it's you're behind the wheel it's it's up to you and you know there's nothing you can't hide behind the 14 other players on a football field so um yeah like obviously it did so the people would have an expectation but it definitely opened up doors as well of course more so it's definitely more of a positive than a negative that's for sure for sure for sure and like we'll skip forward now a few years like rally ireland come to call the, the McHale name was full square behind it you know you supported the candidate event and then whenever you know the the big boys come to play. You you landed there three cars. You know mm-hmm. what a lovely story. Father, two sons. Like I would say, it was very important for the family to be involved. Not us. 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, uh, when it was starting to come to fruition with uh, Rona Morgan and the rest of the people that was involved in it, we were involved in a lot, and uh, Willie John Dolan was a huge help that time up in uh, getting things together in Sligo. But uh, yeah, for planning of the event and all beforehand, and uh, for the, the first event, it was good and it was great to get all the competitors over, and they're delighted to be able to do it. Especially Garrett was leading it. Um, the, the, the first run there with, with only a couple of stages left, and uh, unfortunately got caught in the fog on um, a late note for, for about the description. <laughs> it was down to a 90 left. He was already in the bank of the day when he knew about it. But maybe we'd blame the fog for that at the moment. But uh, anyway, the, uh, that's the way it went. And uh, yeah, I think it was great for Ireland. And uh, we put a lot of money and effort into it uh, for the two years. Unfortunately, it didn't continue. Uh, and it definitely wasn't our fault or for trying our Rollins either, but it just wasn't to be at the time, you know. So it was great to be obviously compete and have Gareth and Aaron completing in it as well, you know. So uh, and in competitive cars they were at the time because it was three focuses, yeah. and uh, you know, sort of uh, nice, so, nice, nice memories to have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like um, uh, Aaron, from your point of view, to line up in a WRC event in your own home country with your brother and your dad, that's special, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it, that, it definitely that year. And um, we did a couple of candidate events, as Dad was saying. And uh, mm -hmm. so that was building the excitement. I think there was two of them. And then the, when it finally did happen was in 07. And I suppose that year was the year that uh, you had Sebastian Loeb and Marcus going home over for Gaul and Sebastian Loeb did Donegal and um, Cork 20. So it was kind of building and building. And that was the, I suppose that was the real pinnacle of the WRCs in Ireland, you know, the 25 start and Malls Gap. And we'd won the national that year. And uh, then at the end of November to go, and I, I'd never forget it anyway, like to do uh, the, the Rally Ireland when, in that time in Sligo and the whole razzmatazz that it brings. And for the three of us then to have the, the, the three focuses there, it was brilliant and you know and they, like you know, there was you know the Irish did very well a lot of good results in it and, and over the three days you had the excitement of the well I think that was the world championship where Gordon went off as well you know so it it uh it really it really well I remember Ronan Morgan they, they won for the first time they won the most popular event in all yeah. of the year mm -hmm. everything was really on the up it's just I suppose unfortunate it did run again then at the start of the 09 I think it was and uh so rallies were taking a break, but your own nine was the start of the, you know, a worldwide recession. And that probably kind of affected it. Uh, and probably even the organizers just didn't have the same money that was there that happened in 07. We're just mm -hmm. unlucky, like, uh, that it didn't keep going. But um, hopefully it'll be, it'll be back again uh, one day. You know, so. and, and Garrison, my, one of my memories of yourself is Galway in uh, 07 the year Grunholm was there, like this focus come round the corner, the next car on the road was another focus, you know, the almost the sister car of it, and it was yourself. Like at that time, you know, you had the latest spec car. Yeah, we did, and um, we are very, very lucky to have it. You know, um, as we sort of said there, we were going doing a couple of rounds of the World Championship there, and we got the budget there together to go and do some more rounds there in 2007, and it gave us the opportunity then to get into the 06 car. And, um, even though when you had the, the likes of Marcus Grunholm coming over and doing the, the first round of the Tarmac Championship, it's great for the whole championship. And obviously M Sport, and as Aaron said, there with Citroen coming over to do um, the two rounds of the, um, the other Tarmac Championship there with Donegal and Cork. It shows really 
the specialists sort of nature that we have here in the Tamar Championship, how the World Championship lads take it so serious to come, you know, and um, it was definitely great to be able to compete in an 06 focus and um, it's probably one of the most um, famous 06 focuses that are focuses that they have in them sport, most successful ones because it's one Monte Carlo with Mark Scrunholm and I think there were one Sweden as well. So um, could have won maybe three World Rally Championships, but um, it's great there, it's still here and next weekend or this coming weekend in, in westport uh is is the car that we got for gareth for the world championship back in 06 uh is the car that uh, that uh marcus won monte carlo in the first mm-hmm. major win for Imsport and for ford uh in the world championship in that particular focus and mm-hmm. then he won sweden after that and then he won i think it was uh, cyprus and it was second in Carson. So it's a very famous car mm. that's called to Westport. And I think all the people in Westport will appreciate what it is. Sure, obviously, sure. obviously uh, Gareth got a lot of very good results in it. Mm. And uh, it's the car that you've seen coming in Galway uh, on one of the stages yeah, after yeah. Grunton. But mm-hmm. uh, the fact that uh, when you had the likes of Grunton moment in, uh, in the factory supported car, and the guy realized one thing over the years, he might think the car might look the same and might be everything else, but you don't have the ultimate, there's that 10% mm-hmm. that you would get, that the factory would give to their drivers, and rightly so, that will come down the line at an later step. So we're now joined by the, the next generation of the McHale family. In front of Arn, we have, sorry, Senan, and then in front of Austin, we have Adam, and then in front of Gareth, we have Sebastian and, what's your name? Oren. Oh, Oren, how are you? Here, Kevin. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, lads, you are all taking part in Deja Vu this weekend. Are you all looking forward to the to run out with your dad and your grandfather? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, Adam, at this stage, you're almost an old hand at this. You've done, what, two Deja Vus already? Three, actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did my first one in Donegal, 2018 or 19 it was, and then I did the Deja Vu, done it again, and then just truly around, what, April? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. And uh, have you the rallying bug? Can you wait till you, can't wait now till you turn 17 as oh, your wheel? Yeah. Do you want to get behind the wheel or are you happy in the navigator seat? Oh, definitely. I'd rather be behind the wheel if I had a choice. <laughs> <but> then, <laughs> And and Senan, uh, are are you doing any carting or anything like that there, or do you want to do a bit of driving too? Uh, yeah, I have a buggy, at, a race buggy at home, and I have a go kart. Oh, <laughs> so and then and from Sebastian, the, I suppose the question has to be asked: Are you named after Sebastian Loeb or Sebastian Ogier? Yeah. <laughs> are, are you? Are you a Sebastian Loeb fan, or do you would you prefer Sebastian Ogier? My dad. Oh, you're oh, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to get extra pocket money this week. <laughs> yeah, get two extra jellies. <laughs> so it's great to see the next generation of McHales that we know that the rally is going to be in safe hands for a few more years to come now. Yeah, because we go to the follow-on, it's great to see the, we have nine grandkids in total and there's seven lads. And this is the youngest lad here, uh, Oren. So um, they're into motorsport big time. Um, our Gareth is well, our, um, Adam is well able to drive at the moment. 
mm-hmm. and uh, takes the jeep out and takes her spin around fields or whatever, and no problems with them. So yes, it will it will follow on, please God. But they're I'll ever be live long enough to see them. Not I don't know, but. They're there anyway, you know. So. Oh, no, it's great to see, and it's lovely to see that next generation coming along and has the interest to keep it going as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. You were delighted, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They're um, they're uh, the bulk is strong there in the family coming through, Kevin. That's for sure. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Adam, what do you got? What's it like? You know, you you said you've 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 three deja vus under your belt so far. What's it like having a famous grandfather and everybody wanting to come up and get his autograph and chat to him? Uh, she's, uh, I don't know, because I'd be, uh, you know, wanting to get a famous person's autograph, and it's mad to see my granddad being able to. Yeah, so you're all right. No, he's delighted because he gave, he gave autographs, we gave him autographs this weekend, and he's into the GA big time, and uh, he's get, good at getting autographs, and uh, Aidan O'Shea from Mayo is his number one footballer. Brilliant. You know, and he's getting him to come to the Deja Vu this weekend. So, uh, yeah, he does. He loves it and he really loves the sport and he loves to see people coming up and, of course, to get autographs. And we're getting his autographs this Yes, because I'll not be long to the rest of his autograph, too. He'll be the next generation. He'll be the next star. Yeah. <laughs> Senan's two granddads are doomed to Deja Vu because his uh, granddad's John Duffy, which is Killian's father. So, yes. uh, mm-hmm. so he's, uh, he'll have two granddads doing it. So, mm-hmm. You know, very busy. Yes, it's a good big family connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then from Sebastian's point of view, are you looking forward to getting out with Dad on Saturday as well? Yeah. <laughs> God, this is mechanic here, Aura. He's taking over from Brian Murphy, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Give me three seats. <laughs> Brian, Brian is supposed to come to Deja Vu, and then yeah. in Galway, Sebastian said, No, I'm going with Daddy. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, and Oren has his race and buggy and everything at home as well. And he's only six and he's able to do that. And a football man as well, Kevin, as you Excellent. can see. Uh huh. Liverpool man. Liverpool and PSG, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Every, everybody's got their problems, I suppose. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new kid too. You've the new captain all, yes. Very cool. Uh-huh. Austin, from your own point of view, this deja vu at the weekend, this has been running your honour. That's, you know, that's a lovely uh, uh, a thing by BT and Plum to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, as Adam said to you there, we've done a few and uh, BT and Plum got onto me there for the one in Donegal. And uh, uh, it was in Donegal town, actually. And... Uh, you know, sort of what car would we use? I said we use the Extra Vision M3, which was a huge attraction, uh, um, a very popular car to the extent that it looked very well in the, in the black and gold, the Extra Vision colours and all that, and all the razzmatazz that Extra Vision brought to the events and all was great. It's nearly as good as the Rothmans girls over the years and that, you know. So we used that. And then um, we had uh, Danny Kelly's and... Uh, Danny with no car for actually for Danny Kelly. He gave me a car for that. The car we were to bring was a problem with it the weekend before. So uh, we used the M3 actually there again. It was Donna's M3. And uh, then uh, Tralee, I used the 06 Garris WRC Focus car mm-hmm. and, uh, and used the same in West- Westport yeah. uh, this this weekend. Mm-hmm. And like, this event has been run in, in, in your honour. Like that, uh, you know, it's going back to your homeland. That's that's a nice touch bit again. Yeah, yeah, it's grand. Like, I mean, obviously, the West is in the veins, you know. So um, Mayo, like, yeah, I was born only 
10 minutes drive from Westport to a place called Lewisburg. And um, yes, it's nice, nice to be going back to the West and I am very happy for the running one in Westport in a rather for Westport and Mayo Motor Club and obviously Galway and uh, Galway was the most successful um, international event that, I, event that I did. I won Galway six times and, uh, you know, um, we had a lot of good results there and we had a lot of the time, a few of the times in the circuit that we won the circuit or competitive circuit over the Galway Mayo stages. We'd be always very competitive and, uh, you know, it's a, be interesting uh, and uh, yes we are and it will be a good weekend and uh, there's a great crowd going to it you know and it's Westport's a lovely lovely town in Ireland it's one of the top towns in the country you know and I guess huge uh, tourist attraction that you know. Westport is a beautiful town like it, it's a tourist town at any time of the year but this weekend's going to be extra special you know once the Raleigh community descends on it it'll bring its own special vibe. Yeah uh, yeah I think so yeah you know and I mean the top 20 cars that's really running you know like Jimmy McRae and all them guys there you know it's going to be huge and obviously the two lads and uh, Andrew's coming and uh, you know uh, I don't know how many what else there is but I think he's about 150 entries you know and uh, uh, being based in the town and uh, uh, in the uh, Lapranie Hotel mm-hmm. you know based there so I mean it'll be a good night it'll be a good weekend overall and going out as far as uh, Mam Cross uh, then use the paths of Sheafree Mountain Stages uh, you know, which has been classic stages over the years and uh, run in Southern Run and Galway some of the times, and but definitely in the Circuit of Ireland. And when you be coming back at two or three o'clock in the morning after leaving Galway on your way back to, to Belfast or Bangor, whenever it was, and you come out over them three stages, another two in Sligo, you know that uh, it was no joke, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be very good. And it's gone up then as far as up to uh, Roundwood and to uh, Clifton and coming back to Lean On, which is. Got a great history laying on and uh, back down to the finish of Westport. Excellent. Yeah, bridges and Parcher Mountain has to be watched too, don't they? Yeah, well, that's sort of thing. That's over the years there. There was Parcher Mountain. somebody anyway. A few of the Rothman's cars in, in 85. There's obviously Billy and Jimmy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, they're classic stages yeah. in that part of Mayo Galway, you know, so. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And Connor, do you want to jump in there? Yeah, I was just going to say to or ask Aaron and Gareth. You know, I'm just, at this stage. Have you heard all of your dad's rallying stories, or when you go to the likes of Deja Vu, is there somebody comes up and you hear something new? Um, yeah, I uh, we were we were around in a good few, but you always enjoy when they get together, and especially when he's there with friends of his over the years, and you hear them telling different stories, Fergal Allen and. The likes of the the lads and the set the rallies and then I suppose we were lucky enough to do a good few years competing with ourselves and uh, we had plenty of good stories and s- different snares at each other <laughs> at the rallies. <laughs> so we did have a good ten years that we did it, you know, between British Championship and then doing those two World Championship together, and we'd be always uh, trying to you know mess with each other. So uh, they were all good memories. So, but I think this one is. Uh, very special, especially with Dad winning six times in in Galway, and then the also the circuit those stages where he he always uh, went very well in the circuit of Ireland there, you know, and especially for his first circuit in '93 he was uh, he had a great run over them, and uh, it was um, it was uh, it's 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 bring you back, and he he's a big love for Mayo with all his machines and lorries are in the green and red colours and uh, he hasn't seen them in an All-Ireland yet but uh, he'll, uh, I'm sure he'd really love going back there I think that would be the favourite place to have it I think so it should be a good weekend 
Well, at least it's something good that um, Mayo can bring back from Dublin anyway. Awesome, get back to West Park. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. And like from your own point of view, you know, we think like deja vu that's been, you know, the last few deja vu and like Donna Kelly running Donegal the Sunday this year. Like all these events, it's great to get all those old heads back together, you know, like to Jimmy McRae, James Cullen, all these guys. Like, Austin, for yourself, is it nice to meet up with these guys and exchange stories? Like, I've seen the way you just slot back into the conversation as if you spoke to them five minutes ago. Yeah, that that, that happens really, you know, and I, I forgot to mention there, and I think a huge thing, and I really appreciate uh, what Donna is doing, bringing uh, Sebastian Ogier's World Championship winning car. They won the World Championship mm-hmm. in, and uh, I think the, the, the uh, uh, Marcus Crumbs, one that we have, it win, won the events, but they won the manufacturer. We didn't actually win the World Championship that year. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sebastian Ogier did, and uh, for Donald to bring that, like, that's a huge thing in that uh, fiesta, you know, and it's great for people of Mayo and my people of Westport there to see that. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, it is, I, I think it's probably that generation of motorsport uh, and rallying, you know, to be a thing that um, after the events, to be always, uh, especially the internationals, we sort of a party, the prize game would be that night. You know, and uh, you know, you'd have the likes of Donegal and the Ontario or the Bandy Range is known then, and uh, Glen Eagle and Killarney, uh, wherever which was based in in, in um, Belfast for the circuit, or whether it was in Bangor, and uh, you know, uh, Cork and all the same way, and there'd be a lot of people that hang that hang on for the prize game that night. Whereas now, as soon as the rally's over, the the prize game is nearly at the end of the last stage for mm-hmm. for a better description. Apart from Donegal, obviously Donegal is a Donegal is Donegal, you know, so. <laughs> I don't not, need to not argue with that. <laughs> it was on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's session after the rally in Donegal is not a rally, you know. So uh, the, yeah, the rally definitely. almost gets in the way of the party. Yeah. Well, they've been all, all, you know, like I mean, unfortunately we've lost a few, you know, in in, in, in Bertie and uh, and uh, Frank Marr, uh, a few guys like that would have been been around, but. Uh, uh, most of the rest are still there and doing it and that, you know, so yeah. you have the and, 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 you know, like that we I always talk about the, the rally family in this podcast. You know, that the way you just knit back together again, like you know, Ari Vatnan was in Donegal this year, Jimmy McRae was over with his his, his grandson. Like it's it's always lovely to see that old heads can just appear and they just fall back in as if it was they were here yesterday. Yeah, that's that's true, you know. Uh, but as I said, like I mean, uh, in uh, that generation was maybe slightly different to the current, uh, just more personal, and uh, the competition is obviously very good. But you know, it's just don't have the same people that's taking part now. When the rally's over, they tend to go home, and maybe rightly so. Or what, you know? But so it's uh, you know, that's the way it was. And and for the two lads, from your point of view, like you sort of kind of that in-between generation do you still appreciate the you know the, the good crack it's, a, it's still around rallying yeah well i think as as dad said it has sort of changed a little bit even since um we did the tarmac championship in 2010 you know i i definitely believe that the you know the um everybody that's involved in the motor clubs for the different rallies like their night out is the prize given and is beyond i think it definitely should be attended to you know and um that's one thing that we always made sure that we would go to the prize given no matter where you finish um unless it's on its roof or something like that but uh, 
you definitely would want to go to the prize given and it sort of has changed a little bit i noticed just doing a few rallies this year you know that we um listen we're out of for 12 years so obviously it's not going to be the same as what it was before but the main thing is that the the drug is still there for the driving so you know that's that's where you get your your crack out if you don't get your crack at six o'clock in the evening time you get your your fun on the stage or so that's that's what it's about too you know and Aaron, from your point of view, you know, like as, as Gary said there, you know, the drug's still running through the veins. It's a hard sport to get away from. Yeah, it is, I suppose. We, I'd, I'd given up for a few years and then went back in for about three or four years up to 17. I uh, did uh, uh, um, a couple of years in an Evo and then the left-hand drive cars. And uh, this year, then we, uh, I, I bought a, 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 a Fiesta and then sold and then we had the Polo. So I... But I just had uh, different things on this year. I was doing triathlons and found it hard to fit in the, the rally. And I only got it. I think, I suppose, for me, the big disappointment was missing the Donegal. Um, we had to pull out a couple of days before because of a bereavement with the navigator. So that left. Um, uh, once you missed that one, do you know, it, it, this season's a bit funny coming back in COVID. It's very condensed. You know, there's a lot from March to Donegal in June, and then it's spread out. Mm-hmm. So, um, but having said that, uh, I sold my car now to, to Tim McNulty, but next year it's starting, I suppose, the, the national in next March. And, you know, Garrett competing, and you, you'd still, it's, it's, it's impossible to get away from it, you know. So I'm um, a bit older now, so I don't know what form. You're just going to be going out, as Dad says, more to be enjoying it. And hopefully get a bit of interest with with Senan and I have two girls then, and if they have a bit of interest in it, hopefully you, you can keep it going. And uh, and you see it as as you said, Jimmy McRae's over with his grandkids. You see it all the way through. Donna Kelly's kids rallying now, Declan Boyle. You know, it all it all it all it all flows, and uh, and that's what keeps rallying going. And you you the, the, the Moffats as well. There's two brothers rallying their father competed. You know, so I I I, I think. Uh, it's it's kind of like even in the GAA things hurling. You either love hurling or you don't. Motorsports the same. You're into it. You're into it, and you you keep going, and it'll always be there. Mm-hmm. And like Austin, to to wrap things up, then you know we know the bug is obviously still there for yourself. Like, would you like to get behind the wheel and you know get the countdown at the start of the stage one more time again? Well, you know when I when I stopped back in two thousand and nine. Um, I had the intention of not stopping as such, but to do another couple of rallies at least, you know. So uh, the car, the, the OCs car that we have, uh, I would like to do an event in that because Garrett was doing the World Championship and he was doing the International Championship here and I never drove the car. Uh, but it's a very still a very competitive car. Uh, I'm not really into going out in the historics, to be fair. You know, I, I don't mind going in M3 and that, but I still like to be more at the in the likes of the focus and uh, you know we might maybe even thinking of Galway this year or, or a national championship round or something like that in the focus and uh, which we play by year and we have we have the full competition license anyway so we passed all the medicals yes. thank god okay so and what about the polo would that have any interest have you had a run on it yet or would that be something you would like to try no no <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did. Uh, I drove Aaron's polo when he got us there around the industrial estate where we had our business, and uh, I found it very compact and very tight. You know, and you know, the way that you're sitting, I like to be sort of sitting up and uh-huh. looking out over the, the steering wheel rather than sitting down nearly in the back seat. You know, <laughs> uh, 
I'd like, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I'd probably will at some event next year take the uh, the focus out for a run. Yeah. You know, words fail me. Um, an opportunity to catch up with uh, Austin, Gareth and Aaron and then the lads as well, you know. Uh, one of the highlights of the podcast so far, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> I'm sure, Connor, you'll echo that. Oh, absolutely. Listen, made my night um, just having the opportunity to talk to, you know, to to listen to Austin and the stories and to chat with Gareth and Aaron. And then obviously, you know, next generation coming through there with Sebastian, Senan, Adam and young Oren as well. It just it's phenomenal. It really is a watch this space, you know, dying to see what's coming next with, with, from the McHale dynasty. Yeah, that is for sure. For sure. And like to hear Austin recall some of the stories, you know. Just oh, goosebumps even just thinking about it, you know. Um, uh, like you know, deja vu uh, on Saturday, leaving Westport, leaving the mall there in Westport, ten a.m. Uh, anybody that'll be there, I'm sure they'll be in for a real treat. But you know, there's a spectacular lineup of cars going to be there as well too. So if you're in the area, make sure and you know call around because you know it's always a good vibe and it's a great atmosphere. And we know how approachable our stars are, you know. And, you know, always go over and get an autograph, get an old selfie taken or whatever, you know. So, um, also this weekend, then uh, Raleigh, New Zealand, um, the WRC, you know, Walt, uh, Roven Perra do enough this weekend to wrap up the championship. Walt Tannock, Walt Neville, you know, will this <laughs> fractured relationship bubble over? Um, it's, it's all very exciting. There's a lot, lot to play for here. It's very interesting. Like, okay, gravel roads, road position is going to be key. But they're going to be smooth gravel roads. There's no big rocks or big stones going to be turned up either. But, you know, I would say advantage is OJ, you know, based on road order and advantage Breen. Mm. You know, if if it has to come good for him in the Puma, you know, it's been building, he's been building, he's had a few unfortunate events. And, you know, look at him previously in Estonia and in Finland, you know, and in the Hyundai's and the Citroëns. He's always done well. This the stages should suit him. I had a fast flowing state roads, but you know, that's always seemed to be his forte. So, you know, hopefully that'll go well for him this weekend, really, you know. And as you yeah. say, OJ coming back, like he's going to be running back, I think, seven to eighth and ninth in the road, maybe something like that. Like, as you say, that's probably almost the ideal position as long as the weather's favorable for that. Absolutely. And, you know, at the same time, he's only stealing points off Roven Perra. So mm-hmm. it just makes Roven Perra's, you know, it pushes out that another event or another two events maybe for him to to mm-hmm. possibly clinch that title, mm-hmm. um. So I don't know. It's a real mm, and it'll be a brave moment. man that comes Sunday yeah. Sunday morning to tell OJ to hold back there and let the young fellow yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is too, like they're going a long way for a rally, um, which is quite short on on competitive kilometers. Like I think Sunday is something around thirty k. Really, really short. So mm-hmm. if they haven't done it, like Friday's the longest part of it, but the long stages. If they haven't done it by Saturday afternoon, there's really very little to pull that back in. Yeah, you know, and it's it, it's not a rally. It's not a rally of attrition. It's not a rally. It, it's sympathetic yeah. to the cars. Mm-hmm. And as I said, there's no big rocks, no big stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't see the issues with punctures and suspension failures and those things coming into play. So mm-hmm. from a watching or a spectating point of view following it, you know, 
bar of severe mechanical failure, all the runners and riders should be there at the end. It's just in what position? Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, you know, it's, it, it's, you think it's almost impossible to imagine that uh, Yari Matti will go up and tap uh, Sebastian on the, the shoulder and say, let that young fella through there. I, I you know, it would, be a, it would be a hard call to make, wouldn't it? OG's not there to come second. No. No. Mm-hmm. OG's there yeah. to win that rally. There's yeah. no other reason for him doing it. So, uh, why even if Matty, the other side of the world, really, you know, so exactly, even if Yari Matty did come and ask him, yeah. why would O'Shea even agree? He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to keep his seat safe. So, yeah. I don't think it's a, a that's a non runner, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, well, Hyundai's uh, you know, return to form will that continue? Like, you know, they have been the you know, the car to beat the last four rallies now at this stage, you know, so yeah, and there's nothing to suggest otherwise, and mm-hmm. again. Their weaknesses was around suspension, it was around the diffs. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, shouldn't be affecting them this time around. No, uh, they seem to be stay. well sorted and well under control at yeah. this stage, you know. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. On smooth flowing stages. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say if Atanic has the bit between his teeth that he has had the last couple of events, going to be a hard man to beat. That's for sure. And then, as you mentioned, bring, you know, Craig's season has to come good. There's no doubt about it, you know. And uh, then you know Gus Greensmith as well there too you know so um, as Gus a winner probably not but he, you know he, he could be a man for a podium if you know things start rolling his way too because he's going to have a decent road position there come Friday as well and as you mentioned that's where all the mileage is. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that car he you know it it suits him this year. Mm-hmm. You know it suits him this year. Um, and you know Breen can't have all the bad luck every round. You know, mm-hmm. the bad luck has to run out too. Ah, it has to be. That's like everyone that swings both ways, doesn't it? There's good yeah. and there's bad, and it's due yeah. a swing to the good now for sure, for sure. So I think that's enough of us talking for this week. So uh, we'll wrap it up at that. So uh, once again, please as continue to please like, share, comment, rate the podcast. It makes a huge difference. Uh, so until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. <laughs>